Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on Retrospect from the Archives, our new podcast where we are discussing different projects throughout the last 20 years that we have uh, been working on in filmmaking, uh, specifically digging into the way we pursue the things that we create and also all the various problems we solve. So very excited. I've got Chris Diamond and Josh Tackett here joining me. Uh, both these guys have been working shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand with you guys for several years now. Yes. That's good. That's nice. Did that was you? weird. I didn't like that. No. Okay. Oh, we hold got, hands. And we have Brandon Forbes. He is uh, keeping us in order over there on the computer and the switchboard. So we're going to talk today about this unique project that we took on a couple years ago, and it was for WPX. Uh, many of you who know WPX know that they actually got purchased, so they are no longer out there, which is unfortunate. These videos no longer live, but... You- I did not know that, <laughs> so none of this matters. Yeah, it's just kind of for fun. Yoinks. Yeah, no, we just got to change some logos, right? Except for that I specifically tried to make it so that the logos were integrated into all the footage. And, and literally every every like line they have is like about the WPX yep. work site. Yep. Right. Dang it. Yikes. We'll recreate everything. Absolutely. So this project, just to give you a little sense of what it is, uh, you know, this is basically a safety video. We were hired to make a safety video. And... I think that something that is in our culture, it's definitely in my heart and soul every time I approach a project is, how can we do something that's never been done before? And I think that that not only comes from maybe a a strict discipline to originality that I have as a creator, but beyond that, if you have been doing this for 10 or 20 or 21, 22 years, I am old now. Uh, you just get tired of doing the same things. Like you, sure. you've, you've already done a little bit of everything multiple times. And so this project, we were asked, how can you make a safety video for a petroleum company that addresses the various safety issues, but in a fashion that's entertaining? And that in itself is almost an oxymoron. So we came back and we crashed a lot of ideas. We spent several weeks in this idea phase And what we derived from it was what if we could take really famous scenes from major motion pictures that people know, that people recognize, and fully duplicate those scenes, but take the writing and change it around so that what the messaging is, is some kind of a safety message. Now, for me, committing to this endeavor, it wasn't just a commitment of how do we write it really well, but it was also how do we shoot it exactly the same and how do we do the effects exactly the same. And so some of these movies we picked, we ended up going, and you're, you guys will have to help me out a little bit here, but I know we have The Matrix, Talladega Nights, Forrest Gump. Napoleon Dynamite. Fight Club, Back to the Future, Shining. 
Star Wars. Today. Oh, Brandon, you have a list. That's that's not fair. There's eight total. Perfect. Did we cover it? Did we get it? I think so. I think we got it. So we picked these scenes that were iconic, and I analyzed the cinematography and said, how can we shoot it exactly the same? The same angles. How can we edit it exactly the same? How can we do the graphics exactly the same? Well, we are going to do this analyzation of these projects from the archives here uh, across two episodes. And today we're going to specifically dig into The Matrix. The Shining. The Shining. Star Wars. Star Wars. controlling the WPX. Come on, guys. No pets, nether animals, no horseplay, no unsafe conduct, no knife with a blade over four inches, no drugs, and no alcohol. strengths, we can end accidents on the job site. I'll never join you! Osha never told you what happened to your father. He said he wasn't wearing his harness. No. I am your father. Oh, no. That's not true. It's impossible. Search your feelings, Luke. You know it'd be true. Oh, no. It's impossible! Luke, get away from that edge! You're not my father! I hooked you in secretly when you weren't looking. Safety first. Okay. I guess I'll join you. Good! It's lunchtime. Let's get some chicken fried steak. Curtis? Yeah, I was just joking about the father thing. <laughs> A little help here? Mr. Johnson, your room is on the third floor at the end of the hall. Thanks. Enjoy your stay. Oh. 
Contractors must have a written confined space program. Contractors must supply their own confined space entry permit. staring. Uh, you guys need something or you lost or okay just watch me. That's a pretty good idea. You bet it's a pretty good idea, Danny. WPX believes safety is never scary. to get first of all and i can't remember at what point you guys were chimed in but i'd love to get some reflections from each of you about this project before you were digging into it tack it go ahead oh well i think we were kind of chimed in early on in the idea phase and had a couple lunches and you know just get togethers and brainstorms and threw out tons of random ideas uh way before we landed on the movie idea. Uh, but by the time this came around, I think it was pretty much already in the filming phase. And so we got pretty much brought in as filming was about to happen to make sure, hey, are we getting this shot in the best way possible to make this, yeah. you know, shot the doable 3D stuff with the visual that. effects and yeah. all that stuff. So we were kind of brought in, you know, in a technical fashion, I guess, to make sure everything would happen correctly. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Chris, because I, I do remember talking to you. I, and it was probably a lot of it was the both of you because you guys kind of were working. You were in the same space, tag team and the visual effects at that point, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Was there anything that in the beginning conversations scared you guys? Because I know that like I do remember a moment where I was pretty uh, persistent on photorealistic, which yeah. isn't always a case with things we're doing. But this one was photorealistic. It needs to be perfect. 
Yeah, I remember just even being upstairs and you coming up to me and say, hey, Chris, you're a nerd. I'm like, yes. And he's like, why don't you come up with like 20 movies that are like everyone knows in the world? I'm like, okay. So I gave you the list and, you know, Matrix and all that stuff was on there. I had no clue what you were talking about. I didn't know what it was for or anything. But yeah, a couple of weeks later, I'm realizing like, oh, we're going to have to make like a Star Wars scene where it's like, it looks like I'm on an oil rig somewhere or... You know, the Matrix, we're going to have to recreate one of like the most iconic scenes in the Matrix of Neo realizing he's the one and Morpheus freaking out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like a spoiler, which actually there was a lot of pushback from WPX because it spoiled a movie from 1999. Yeah. That's no one cares. That, no, that was a joke. That's their that's, fault. That's stupid. They, they if didn't they didn't that. watch it, it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most influential like sci-fi film ever made. Wow. Jessica, put a spoiler at the beginning of the edit. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler warning. Well, Talk. why don't why don't we dig into some of the the details and we can just continue with the matrix. Oh, but to answer your question, yeah. the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, perfect. If you remember, <laughs> I don't know Thank what the you. question was at this Thank point. If we were like hesitant or scared about like any point in time of going, yeah, you're gonna have to recreate VFX of for like you know multi million dollar movies. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, with, mean, a, with a two slash three so, man crew. Yeah, so the answer was yes. Yes, I was well, scared. Well, I think, <laughs> like, specifically The Matrix, when that movie came out, it was a pioneering in the visual effects and Star Wars, both of them. So uh, yeah. the fact that we were trying to, you know, recreate that, I mean, luckily we have technology that they didn't have at the time. So, you know, what probably That's did true. take 20 people, we were able to pull off just because of the, you know, the time difference and the yeah. knowledge that's available and the technology, really. Yeah, but, yeah. Still wasn't wasn't easy. There's no. literally a tutorial on how to do the uh, the bullet waves. Yeah, right. There, is that all After Effects was, or is that 3D? We did that. It's the, both. The cigarette was 3D. Yeah, all of the above. Which I actually acted in. I was the one that flicked the cigarette. So I think we have that. Oh, yeah. Can you pull that up, Brandon? Wow, look at our that. our listeners can't see it. We talked about this. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> So let's dig into some of the content. So wait, it, let's edit that out. Chris, could you please leave? <laughs> um, so in the Matrix scene, we obviously well, the, the the scene that we chose was the three guys standing there, three agents. Yeah, and uh, we had our actor down at the end of the hallway, and he's flicking a cigarette, uh, which you know is different than pointing a gun and shooting it like in the actual movie. And really the effects part of this, you know, there was a couple things we dealt with. One was how would we have this cigarette stop in midair? That was a major factor. And how would we create these waves, whatever we want to call them, maybe there's a better term for them that they use in the matrix, and have these camera moves and have these waves track to these camera moves. Yeah. And so, you know, my side, you know, I shot it, directed it, and I was doing everything I could to analyze the way it was shot, but you have to use your imagination a lot because you're assuming that these effects are going to work the way they're going to work. So why don't, we, why don't we talk just a little bit, I don't know who wants to take lead on this, but just this wave effect and what really went into it. Well, I remember we're, I was thinking there on set, because I was on set, and I was thinking, we're going to need like a lighting reference. So I'm literally saying, hey, Jason, roll the camera, I'm going to hold a cigarette where it's going to be like the lighting of that. And I don't know if you use that as a reference or not to model the cigarette. Or the, we actually had a, we, we got a model online that you were able to animate like the smoke and like track all that to it. But I remember just like on set, there's something about actually like 
having the physical lighting so you know exactly what it looks like as opposed to just coming up with, I think it's supposed to be shadow on this side and the sun, where's the light coming through? So we're in a hallway and there's another room and there's a bunch of windows in that room. So there's like the natural sunlight. And then Jason has this amazing like rig of lights in the back and the front all around the cameras. And it's like, if we don't get an actual reference of what this thing is going to look like, it's going to be so complicated. Well, it's, it's a good point because I think in visual effects, it's a lot harder to create something that people know exactly what it looks like. So like the, if you're familiar with this scene in the matrix, there's these like energy waves that come out of the bullets. And so, you know, whoever came up with this idea was hilarious, but you know, instead of a, a gun getting fired, like he flicks a cigarette, which is unsafe on a job site. Yeah. That's hilarious. But I don't know who came up with that, but the whole concept is, yeah. is, is great. But, um, a guy's holding a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding a knife and a pack of cigarettes smoking and I'm threatening him. You is that all the bad things you yeah. can't do? Okay. No, it was like the agents trying to tempt him to like, come on, smoke a cigarette. You're I want to like, know who brought a dog on a job site and like got this rule. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Tony, I told you, put the dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, like, so, you know, the energy waves effect is, was difficult, but there's no one in the world that's going to say, no, that's not what energy waves look like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, whereas the cigarette was really difficult because if you're trying to make it look like a real cigarette got flicked and stopped and floated in midair, then you have to make it a hundred percent convincing. Yeah. And so that was by far the hardest shot compared to the, you know, the energy waves were, were difficult just to come up with that. But I think, like you said, getting the, getting a, I think what you guys did is you filmed it two different ways. Cause you didn't even, we didn't even know if we were going to be able to do it. Right. And so you said, Hey, what if he just flicked it? And then I think we were just going to cut around it or something was yeah. like a back. We always have to have a backup plan. Cause we don't, you know, we've literally never done that before. So we were just like, okay, yeah, you know, a, see if we can figure it out. A cigarette rotating as opposed to a bullet, which would, you know, be easier. It's yeah. kind of linear, linear spinning. And then the other thing that makes it a little bit harder than the tumbling. bullet is the cigarette has smoke coming out of it. So mm -hmm. what we ended up doing was uh, finding a model online of a cigarette and then creating a smoke simulation in the 3D software, which we used Blender for this, but you could do it in multiple different software. And for the record, I was kind of upset with you Why? that you literally bought a cylinder online <laughs> for money when it's like it's a cigarette you can't i can make no, I don't this think I in like it. 10 I, minutes i don't remember you found where like I got a free it. cigarette model yeah because it's literally a cylinder with some like materials but put on like we some had pictures to, of a cigarette we had to do uh i wanted to use like a smoke layer like you can find like a, a smoke that's been pre-keyed out already but it didn't work because like an overlay yeah in the shot um the guy moves the cigarette around kind of back and forth and so the smoke kind of follows it there's no smoke layer that does that. So we had to make a smoke simulation in the 3D software for that reason. So yeah. that was difficult on its own. But did, just did making you end it up using? Because I remember, I sh like you said, I shot it a few different ways. Did you end up using where he was holding nothing and then you tracked yeah. his hand? That, and yeah, that's and the that's, shot we That's used. what happened, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Because, because I think the reason is because the in the shot, um, which, you know, if you're watching online, you might be able to watch the, the shot itself, but the cigarette's floating in the air and then he reaches his hand out and grabs it. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to do that other right. than if you guys had filmed it on a wire. You yeah, know, and or, it doesn't like, it's not like he cuts, he grabs it and brings it back to him. So there's like yeah. that motion. That, right? That's the part we were talking about. Hey, if we can't figure this out, we'll just cut around it. Did you add any like drop shadow or any like shadow around his fingers? A like bit. a little subtle? Yeah. yeah. It's those little subtle things I think that really sell it. So, I mean, overall, you know, to, to make that shot happen, you have to understand 
not 3D modeling because we found a model, but um, 3D Somebody. rendering, uh, dynamics, which is the smoke simulation, dynamic simulation, tracking, and then uh, tracking, motion tracking the hand, and then compositing to make everything kind of seem like it's in one space. Yeah. So, I felt like uh, you know we'll probably move on to the next film, but I felt like that entire scene came together from an effects perspective perfectly. Like it was really exciting to see it. I mean, when you watch, it's you almost have to go back and watch the movie and watch the two. But it's like, side side, it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty exciting to see just the the comparisons between the two. And I mean, I think the the color grading and all the different things. And then I guess not to mention Chris, like you said, you did act in this one as well. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. Anything, anything special to say about that? No one on set wanted to smoke. It's, it's you know, the 21st century. We know the uh, the power of inhaling black tar <laughs> into your lungs. What can that do? Yeah, so no one wanted to smoke. So I took one for the team. I lit a cigarette, popped it in there. You what can did kinda, it feel you can, like? <laughs> the craving. No, <laughs> I, it felt disgusting. Like I, did, I was holding my breath in this shot. So, like, you can really see my double chin in that because I'm literally, like... Like pulling my head back and recording, just like okay, hold my breath and action, like <gasps> flick it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is Jason. Come on, help me out. Buy me lunch or something after this. But yeah, that was my experience for that. And I didn't like my sunglasses; those things were. But I guess it's the nineties, the nineties yep. sunglasses. Yep. <laughs> so the next movie that we are going to talk about is the Star Trek. Nope. Star Wars. Star Wars. You just offended. Mute his mic. Mute his mic again, please. (laughs) (laughs) So many nerds just died inside. (laughs) So the Star Wars scene that we chose was the famous scene. Spoiler. With uh, old old Skywalker. Old Skywalker. (laughs) Old Skywalker. Old Hightower, really. True. Uh, Hanging. Hanging for his life. And uh, this one, we were dealing with the topic of harness safety and securing things on a rig, a very common thing. So in this scene, um, you know, this one, it's funny because the actual filming of it, I would say, was not too complex. We did have one obnoxious situation that I, I can't even remember if it shows, but where we couldn't film things in a way where we weren't jumping the line, which was very irritating. Mm. And so we had to do some mirroring in post, I believe. I remember, I mean, we might have mirrored the whole scene, but it, the structure that we found was actually located uh, in, a, um, in a warehouse at a client of ours that, that manufactures powering, power tools. So all the things around it was just drywall. We didn't put green screen up. Yeah. Um, all this stuff, we knew we were going to have to subtract from the image and try to make this image look like this uh, dark, deep, vast space in which he could fall, uh, just like in the movie. And this one actually, you know, I don't know, you guys can tell me if it was more difficult or not. Uh, This one also had you in it, Chris. You were Darth? Yeah, Darth Saber. Darth Saber? It's the the scene in Star Wars, just to clarify, it's the scene in Star Wars where... I think Luke had his just got one of his arms chopped off. It's the Empire He's fighting back. fighting Darth Vader again. Another spoiler, kind of a big deal. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like guys, we're <laughs> really? ruining we're ruining really? people's. Yeah. Wait. But yeah, it's it's the scene where they're fighting and he get, he's gets his arm chopped off and he's right. about you know about to fall. There's so. this awesome video on YouTube of someone filming on a 90s camcorder or 80s camcorder in a theater and no one knows that they're about he's about to reveal that he's his father and everyone's like no, no! and they're freaking out and it's like a live 1980s reaction <laughs> of them. Um but yeah, back to the scene, uh I remember we had to flip uh 
Hightower's arm, Luke, because in the actual movie, Luke had it like on the wrong hand or like we had it on the wrong arm, left arm, right arm. We couldn't figure it out. So we just said, we'll fix it in post. So I think we did our best. I even think at one point we were trying to like split the scene in half flip Hightower somehow, and then I would still be like looking at him, but he would be flipped because if his arm was different than the actual thing. And it was like a whole thing that Jason, you had to to deal with on set the day yeah. of, of, you were like watching on YouTube again and again, that scene, like, what is this? What is this? Like, yeah, that's where's what his arm? Was. Okay, Hightower now adjust, d adjust your shoulders a little bit more to the left. Okay, now cheat out to the camera a little bit more. Okay, now, yeah, your wrist needs to be a little bit higher. And you were like on on point when it came to, I need to have this perfectly look like the movie. And, it, and I will say it was a little disappointing because w the structure did not allow me to get it there. I did the best I could. Yeah. But like, it was like the building isn't correct. Yeah. And the actual thing we were yeah. on. Yeah. We, we didn't have that. I couldn't, couldn't build it. Uh, talk a little bit about the creation of that background and and the keying because i mean it wasn't a green screen it wasn't a blue screen we did lock things off so rotoscoping wasn't as difficult and we didn't have to motion track a ton but um talk a little bit about that background because there's a lot of specifics with that my dear friend and co-worker cole <laughs> as he is known uh he he loves rotoscoping and i was like dude i've got the project for you i stayed up for two days straight without sleep to roto this project there's a metal grate on this on this one shot that i need like every single hole cut out and there's a lot of copy and pasting of masks and if you would look at like the timeline we had set up and how many different layers of like masking we had for this one shot is insane not even including the background elements the foreground elements the blinking lights there's like fog and atmosphere in the background that we implemented uh looking at it now i would probably go back and change the scene and approach it a different way of how i did it rotoscoping there's no going around it like we had to rotoscope yeah. it because we didn't use the green screen because we were so close i remember the wall being like six feet ten feet away from the railing that we were holding on to that that we were on the little rig area that we were on so if we put up a green screen, there'd be that that green um, cast on everything. Yeah, bounce yeah. light, and then you would have to fix that with like like a Da Vinci color grade. And there's a whole thing around like, no, we'll just hey, Jason, don't worry. If it's a locked off shot, I was on set telling him this. If it's locked off shot, we're fine. It took us a week and a half, two weeks maybe, just to rotoscope that. I remember uh, rotoscoping it before the edit got locked because I'm like, I'm not gonna run out of time. I'm not gonna. Be able to do this because I needed to have a jump start, which is a no-no. Because if something gets changed or a, a scene gets flipped or something changes, like the whole like we have to flip flip the scene, then you're gonna have to you've rotoscoped a scene maybe that wouldn't make the final cut or you need to work on something else. But I remember going in there going like we need to work on this now. Cole, what are you doing for the next week? I know I've got a job for you. You're doing nothing but this rotoscoping shot, and it wasn't just that one major shot where we're both standing and looking at each other, but. Um, yeah, we were up high on a metal grate supposedly and just, um, now I'd probably do it completely in 3d, how I built out the scene. I did a lot of it in after effects and, um, I tried to really go the extra mile and create like a depth to it. Um, I had things in the foreground or closer to the camera, obviously a little bit less in focus than the further we go out. And it's like, um, going towards the horizon line, that's where it's really out of focus. I even had like blinking lights on certain things. 
Uh, I found this this high res image that I used and kind of separated it in Photoshop and gave depth and layer uh, and layer to that and even had like smoke going in front of elements and behind elements just to really sell like five or six seconds. And I really do appreciate the the high shot you have of me. There's one where you're like down on the ground shooting up at the structure we are on where it's just basically my chin and like this mask thing that you see. And again, my double chin shows up. So I'm like, thanks for that. But there was like no rotoscoping involved in that. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like half of the dialogue is uh, just just that shot. And then like a close-up of Hightower and uh, him holding onto the railing. But yeah, it was it was definitely the endeavor of that year, I would say, was it and when it did come all together and it really did uh, you know, end up looking like like how it turned out, I was like, okay, that that's pretty legit. <laughs> I'm always in a movie and I think about like you know, the hardest visual effects shot of all time that 50 people worked on yeah. and like you get up and go to the bathroom and miss it. <laughs> it's just like how many, Appreciate how that. many hours and days went into that single shot that you guys did? Well, that's it's, why it's a pretty crazy. He said, he said, oh yeah, they don't use these anymore because they got rebranded or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> we still got paid, right? Okay, still, good. <laughs> it still lives in the retrospect universe. So. And hey, we're talking about it now. So yeah. it still lives on, right? From from the archives, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> so let's talk about The Shining as our last little topic before we close up this episode. Here's Josh Tackett. So The Shining was, uh, I feel like another one that was uh, obviously a classic film, a film that, uh, you know, lots of people know, lots of people love. Um, it was complex in that I feel like there was a struggle on my side creatively when we were trying to integrate the messaging into this film script, uh, I actually ended up varying a little bit away from verbatim scenes yeah. because we just couldn't come up with ways to integrate. And then we, and, and I honestly felt like we kind of took a, a cheap route by like putting just text on stuff, but it was like, we couldn't come up with anything else that would work well. And so the nice thing is we still tried to find unique spaces in which to put this text. So, um, Tackett, why don't you talk just a little bit about the processes used on this specific, uh, film and, and how we were able to put this text in, because I think a lot of people would have done it practically. We, for whatever reason, did not. <laughs> well, I think I'd have to go back and watch it again, but I think if we had done it practically, then you're stuck with whatever you film. So that's the only downside of that. But I think what I had done on a few of these, basically the, the two twins from The Shining are these you know creepy twins that are in the hallway wearing like old clothes and everything. And um, they've got these white, you know, cardboard, whatever you call those things. Um, signs. And, yeah, little signs. signs. And um, <laughs> the text on it, actually in a few of the shots it actually changes from one text to yeah. another in the and same you can't shot do, and you can't do that so obviously True. that's Sportless. you know but the the really hard part is it's not locked off at all i think you're walking I, you I know tell me how you shot it you handheld down the hallway with <laughs> was with a movie or something but yep. even even with the movie it's you know the camera is not only walking down the hallway moving around the scene the cards are going in and out of the shot but also the focus is changing across the entire shot yeah so that was almost impossible did, to track did the cardboard have tracking markers on it yes, had little X's yes. or something so we there's put, something I, I like i'm looking at it now i think it was either some kind of square or x or and then if the um the main character who's the guy who's kind of reacting to these creepy twins if he crosses over the uh sign 
not only do you have to rotoscope him to make sure you know, the sign is behind him with those well, tracking markers, but you also lose your track. Yeah. So you have to, you have to track on both sides of it. And then as he's crossing is the hardest part. Integrate somehow. Almost. I almost gave up. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Frame, frame by frame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, but and, that never works. It never frame works. Frame by frame never looks good. Because it looks jittery. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to just come up with creative ways to stitch together you know, this track and this track, and then blend them together in the middle. It's just Oh, and we should clarify crazy. that rotoscoping means, like, cutting something out. It's basically tracing. Yeah, yeah. tracing out yeah. a thing. Well, I feel like that one turned out really nice, you know? Yeah. And that was one of the interesting ones when we were going back and forth with the client that they were like, we don't know if we love it, we may not use it. And I was just like, oh, we have to use it. And it, it, there were states of it. It kept making progress, and we kept, you know, working on it more, and it was really exciting to see it, you know, come to life and finally get to that place where they're like, this is incredible, this is what we want. Um, well, I would just say kind of in close, uh, you know, A, how about one? Let's not go A. One, if you enjoyed this, make sure you watch this next episode where we're going to continue talking about this WPX project where we'll get into Napoleon Dynamite and the Fight Club and yeah. Forrest Gump and a couple others. Um, but also, I think that um, I appreciate... I'll, I'll definitely be in that episode. Yeah, hopefully so, I, if we have enough chairs. Um, we won't. We won't. <laughs> but visual effects, obviously, you know, I, you know, I will just say, have been something that... Uh, I love the fact that we have you guys and others working on that because, I, I mean, as you guys know, these ones we just described, like none of this stuff could really happen. Like you have yeah. to do it in mm -hmm. the computer. And that's that's this whole other art form in creation that even when I'm writing or others are writing, um, you know, your brain can go so far practically. But then when you start looking at some of these things that you can do in visual effects, it's just like, okay, you can do anything. You know, I mean, obviously we probably need more people to do anything. Right. But, or time. But or time, you know, whatever. But you I know. think the f the funnest projects are the ones like this, where, like I said, you guys hand us the footage or whatever it is, and you say, "Hey, here's what we're trying to do." And my first thought in my head is, "I don't know if I can actually do this." Yeah. And that, yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's fun. Yeah. Because we have Figuring to basically just yeah. problem solve. That's like all we do. You know? Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Retrospec from the Archives. Till next time. Bye. We'll see you next time.